Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. This is Urban Spelunking. I'm Nate Immig here with Bobby Tanzillo, and Urban Spelunking is supported by Midwest Stairs and Iron. So today, out to the Cheel. This is a building, actually, um, one of a kind of a mini-series we've been doing here of, of kind of happy send-offs to buildings that are being raised. And yeah. this building was just torn down recently. Um, and it's got a really, a really heartfelt story of this couple that worked for years to restore this, this uh, 1890s corner prominent building on Main Street in Thienesville. Pour, poured so much of their time and effort and love into this building. And then sadly, it, it was destroyed mostly by fire in November. So take us back to the beginning of this, uh, this couple and their, their work to restore this beautiful Thienesville corner building. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's it's a, it's a sad send off, I think, in this case, in this case, right? But um, what happened was what's what's sort of ironic is that uh, Jesse and Barca Daly, who uh, opened the restaurant in 2014, um, actually did so in that building, uh, sort of by serendipity. They were at a at a town meeting uh, to discuss something to do with the farmers market, and on the agenda was a, a an order to tear down this building that, that at the time was a hundred and, uh, years old. Um, and what, what year are we talking about right here? This is 2013. So okay. yeah, so it was 123 years old at that point. Got it. So in 2013, it was set for possible, uh, deconstruction. Yeah. So they decided that they would buy the building and fix it up. And you know, if there's, um, one way you wouldn't think to, um, really kind of, turn around a decrepit building in a relatively small town like Deansville, it would be to open a Nepalese restaurant. But, and that's um, what was in there, right? It was a <laughs> restaurant called The Chiel? Yep, which they did. Because um, uh, Barca Daily is, uh, is Nepalese, and so they made food from Nepal there. Um, but so what's interesting is they bought the building, they fixed it up, and opened the restaurant in 2014. But then they kept fixing it up. And in 2015, this building, this beautiful sort of corner building that had served as a tavern for a really long time, um, a hotel for a while, um, potentially a brothel for a while. That's all rumor. I feel like there's, there's a lot of rumors about all these places that yes. used to be brothels, right? Yeah. Um, but what they did was they saw in old photographs that there was a really beautiful turret like tower on top of their the corner yes. part of the building. Mm -hmm. So they actually hired architects to draw plans to recreate the tower that was there. And they hired carpenters and, and workers to come out and they returned this tower to its original state. And it was such a big deal. There was like video of it on social media. We wrote about it on Milwaukee because it was so cool that they were, they, this is how much they loved this building, that they were going to put right. this kind of effort and money. It's a brand new restaurant who, you know, in a year into a restaurant is thinking about spending that kind of money just to do something arguably superfluous they didn't really need to do that right, right. The building they, they could have put restaurant tables up in the tower but right. this was right returning the building to to this this historical image that is so beautiful and prominent and talking about the, this corner intersection is such an iconic building and we, we were saying like if if you know you know like if you're from thienesville main street this building is pretty prominent right i don't know i wouldn't have to tell you where it is right because right. um it's that prominent and so they you know 2015 they spend this money they make this effort um to fix this tower to carry this you know 125 year old building into the future and tragically 
that future only lasted another five years because in early November there was a fire and mm. this wood frame building apparently did not do well. I mean, I think they had hoped initially to repair it and go forward, but as time went on, it became clear that they were going to have to tear it down. And this couple, they they talk about how much of their their themselves they put into this project, restoring this this uh, 1890s building. And they say they it was almost like their child because they, they didn't have kids and they so lovingly restored not only the 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 business portion but the apartments upstairs and I mean top to bottom remodel and then for it to be uh, to be destroyed by fire that must have been so devastating and and especially for a restaurant that turned into be so successful like and that you might not expect a Nepalese restaurant to crush it in Thienesville but it was there and people knew it and then. To see it destroyed, it must have been a, a real, a real sad occasion. Yeah, and I mean, they they were really rocking it even during COVID when they had to kind of shut down, and they they really pivoted to uh, improving their patio and their outdoor dining experience. And they had heaters in there, and they were like, I mean, they were doing everything you could possibly do proactively to keep their business going and and do well during this tough time. And I mean, you just won't come across two harder working, <laughs> harder working people and people who love this building so much that that they would spend that kind of money and then make that kind of effort. Um, and they really transformed this corner, which had been like really kind of the center of, of Thienesville for, for decades and decades and decades. It's right across the street from the sort of iconic Thienesville early fire station with this, which has a really tall uh, lookout tower on it. So, I mean, this, okay. this was really kind of a, a prominent corner that had that building was, had sort of become an eyesore right on that, which is why they were talking about the, town was talking about tearing it down um right. and they they made it shine again it was just amazing well coming up in the second part of urban spelunking not only are we going to talk about the next steps for this building but we're going to fill in a, a bit more of the history about uh this prominent building in Thienesville that was was home to a lot of different businesses over the years so more about that the kind of the main drag of Thienesville main street next on urban spelunking we make it our mission to amplify positivity, so we're starting 2021 with gratitude. Thank you for supporting the Radio Milwaukee team. Because of you, we're still here to be your work-from-home companions, your go-to for music discovery, and more. We're excited to bring you new projects this year, plus the programming you know and love. Want to help us make it? Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to join today. And we are back on Urban Spelunking, right in the the heart of Thienesville, Bobby, on Main Street. Yep, yep, right in the heart of Thienesville. This is definitely like the it's the it's the corner where uh, Main Street meets Green Bay Road. Um, so definitely the center of town. And this building was put up by um, a guy called Ernst von Alten. Uh, ah, Ernst von Alten. Yeah, good German name, right? For Thienesville. Right, right. <laughs> right yes. Um, and it was he built it in 1890. Interestingly, as a house. So okay. initially it was not a business at all. It was just, it was a home on probably the most prominent corner of the town, which made sense because Von Alten owned a ton of land in the area. So he must've done, he'd been doing pretty well for himself. Um, and what did the rest of Thienesville look like at this time? I think it was heavily farmland. I mean, there was a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of a downtown area, um, okay. but I mean, a very rural community at the time. You know, so he was there, and and probably not a lot of others were there, right? Yeah, and for some reason he doesn't. It doesn't stay a house long. For five years later, he sells it to the guy who runs the grain elevator just across the railroad tracks. 
<laughs> okay, maybe it's a little lonely out there in Thieves. Yeah, though. maybe. Uh, Nick, to this guy, Nick Wilson, who turns it into a place called the Commercial House, which was a saloon. And there's a great photo uh, of the old saloon days uh, yes. in the story, which I which I um, I ran right next to a photo. They sort of recreated the same scene below with, mm-hmm. with Barker behind the bar, standing where the saloon keeper is standing in the old photo. It's pretty great. Yeah, you got to go to on Milwaukee and see that that side by side. I love when you can capture those side by sides. It was beautiful. It was all them. They sent me those photos. It was amazing. That that this again. This is how much they love this place. They've over the years that they've had it. They've dug up all these old photos, um, and we're thrilled to be able to share them. Um, so Wilson opens the commercial house in 1895, but he doesn't own it very long, and he sells it to a guy named August Reamer. And Reamer is the guy who um, converts the upstairs into a hotel. Before that, it was okay. uh, probably just the standard um, saloon keeper apartment, you know. So he turns it into a hotel, although there is some talk that his hotel was uh, was the sort of hotel you rented by the hour and came with a, a woman already in it. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I suppose when there's a ho- <laughs> hotel room above a saloon in the, what are we, what are we talking here, 18? This is a turn of the century, you know. Uh, oh, he converted the upstairs in 1915. So yeah, so 1910s, right. You fill in the blanks there, but I I, right. I I can see how those rumors formed. And also on kind of like a busy road. I mean, it was a, it's the Cedarburg. It's the road that sort of connects Milwaukee to Cedarburg. Then the Green Bay Road goes off of it. So it's you'd probably get a lot of um, a lot of wagons trolling by there. Those days are, are long gone. Yeah. We're, we're, oh, totally. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah. So Reamer, interestingly, also added an ice cream parlor to the back of the of the first floor because women were not allowed in the saloon. Wow. So the, the ice cream parlor was was supposedly for the women to go hang out in while the men go get some ice cream, hon. I'm going in the saloon. <laughs> yeah, boy, <laughs> a different time. Different time. So it stays a saloon. I mean, obviously during uh, prohibition, it's not a saloon anymore. Although it seems safe to say, like many, it found a way to soldier on through prohibition. Um, because as soon as Prohibition is over, it reopens as a tavern, and it continues to be a tavern right up until the early seventies. Um, when a couple of restaurants moved in, there's a couple of Chinese restaurants moved in. Canton House was there, um, and a place called Moy's, which is what it was at the end. Um, and Ken Moy is the guy that owned it, uh, that sold it to the to the dailies. And what was Moy's like a supper club or no? It's just like a Chinese restaurant. Oh, Chinese restaurant. Okay. Yeah, and actually, if you look at the sign, it looks like it was called Moy's China Dragon. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because again, in this article that. Uh, and on Milwaukee, you can see I ran as many of the photos as I could that they sent. So there's like photos of it in uh, Thienesville when the roads aren't paved yet. Um, there's photos of it with like uh, horses out front pulling sleigh. It looks like they're pulling sleighs. It's like wintertime. There's snow on the roof. It's so beautiful. I mean, just, yeah, just looking and, at these these snapshots of life back then. And it's just interesting to see that, you know, then like then there's some photos later on when it's already the um, – Chinese restaurant and the tower, you know, the top of the turret is gone already by then. And it's got aluminum siding on it. It's just it's sort of interesting to just sort of see the place go through the changes across the decade. It really kind of reminds you that this building was, you know, central to Thienesville. It's just always been there. And every generation of Thienesvillian has known it since, (laughs) you know, since 1890. That's amazing to think that, isn't it? And, yeah, and now, unfortunately, absolutely. because of this fire, um, which supposedly the cause at the moment, I believe, is still undetermined. And it's just sad that it's just gone in like a day. A, a, you know, a machine comes and takes it down in the space of a couple of hours.
Yeah, uh, and and that's why it's important that we're, I think, talking about it right now and, and giving these buildings, a, you know, like you said, not always a happy send off, but just a moment to stop and remember them. And you know, you think about for as long as uh, that building has been there, it's been such a uh, an anchor for the community. So for it to just go off um, in silence would be a disservice to it. And yeah. um, you know, there is a future in store too. In fact, you talked to the couple that is planning something, but details yeah. are, are still a little unclear. Like where, where do the next steps stand, Bobby? Uh, well, they said that they, they definitely seem like, I mean, these are people who are not giving up, you know, I mean, you can, you can tell from the work they did up until this point. Um, they definitely plan to reopen. They have a plan. They're working on a plan. They, they won't say yet what it is, um, but they definitely have a plan. And, uh, I'm sure we can expect good things from them. Uh, and I have to say that the reason actually that I wrote the story, I sort of wrote the story in a day um, after I wrote that it was coming down. Um, I talked to Jesse and he sent me all these photos and we had talked last year about doing a story, doing an urban spelunking story about the history of the building. Um, anyway. Uh, so I felt like I couldn't let it pass without, <laughs> without getting that story done before it was gone. Well, definitely go look at the photos. Those just for the side by side alone to look at this this uh, tavern to get a look inside a, a tavern from the nineteen teens is just pretty cool. So yeah, it's pretty great. We got those photos up at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. You can find a link right to Bobby's complete story. You can also head to onmilwaukee.com, of course, and and find lots more writing from Bobby. Um, urban spelunkings from this show and, and even further back in the archives. So we'll get you linked up at radiomilwaukee.org. Next week, this is this is an interesting, an interesting stop. This farm that is currently on county land, uh, Trimborn Farm. Yeah, and it has the Jeremiah Curtain House, the equally historic Jeremiah Curtain House, literally next door. So it'll be an interesting story. And I love this one because it's got a bit of Irish history and it's got pretty much the beginning of, of, of Greenfield. We're going to fill you in on that story next week on Urban Spelunking. So if you don't subscribe, subscribe right now. You can find the newest Urban Spelunking hitting your feed on Tuesdays. We push those out here from Radio Milwaukee. And podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab with support, of course, from your membership and from On Milwaukee. We receive additional support from Midwest Stairs and Iron. And you can subscribe, as I mentioned, to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. Bobby Tanzello, talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank you, Nate.